We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Sean Davis here for the Raptors Nation, your home for everything Raptors. Welcome back to the Raptors Nation podcast. And I'm one of your hosts, Sean Davis, joined by Luca Rosano. We're going to break down the Raptors schedule in today's episode. Luca, what's going on, man? Schedule day is always fun. I can't wait to dive into this with you. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. It's always exciting whenever it's schedule day. And uh, yeah, we'll see how the Raptors fare this season. We're going to get into uh, all of their future matchups for this upcoming campaign. Exactly. So going back to the last episode, which I highly encourage you guys to do listen on either podcasting platforms wherever you get your podcast or on the youtube channel go check that out if you're all watching on youtube please subscribe right here to the raptor station youtube channel ring that post notification bell as well we have a lot of fun next season guys this upcoming season rather uh the raptor station podcast obviously going to continue into the season daily news and other videos and film breakdowns starting the season as well and then if you're on podcasting platforms leave us a five-star rating and review it's the easiest way to support the pod but let's dive into this schedule here with the Raptors. The over-under was set at 45 and a half. We're not going to go game by game with a prediction here on that, but um, you do start off the season against the Cavs, and then you're on the road against Brooklyn at Miami back-to-back. So this whole month of October, Cleveland at Brooklyn at Miami for a back-to-back. You got Philly back, or two games against Philly at home in two to, in three days. And then you end off against Atlanta. Let's just go month by month here, Luca. Yeah. Look at this first stretch here. Cleveland, Brooklyn, Miami twice, Philly twice, Atlanta twice. I mean, Atlanta once, excuse me. Any major takeaways from this opening six, seven games? Brutal start to the season for the Raptors. I mean, they're going to yeah. be battle-tested early. You could look at it as a good thing or a bad thing. Good thing, it's going to get this team ready to go. They're going to have to be playing their best basketball out of the gates. Bad thing is, yeah, you're going to be taking on some really good basketball teams. I mean, Cleveland to begin the season, I think the Raptors are going to get that W. Um, but then you got like teams like Brooklyn, Sean. I mean, we don't know which Nets team you're going to get. Obviously, if everybody suits up, they're not going to be a, an easy team to beat. And then you're going to take on Miami in uh you know in, in a two-game stretch there uh in Miami and then you're gonna be hosting Philly for two and then Atlanta I mean the new look Hawks we're gonna see how uh, they're gonna fare this season I think they're gonna be a lot better obviously making that big splash for DeJounte Murray that is a tough way to start the month and the Toronto Raptors are definitely gonna have their work cut out for them and another thing that stands out to me and I think you noticed this too with the uh the Lakers schedule 
um, there's going to be a lot of uh, mini series where like teams are going to be playing uh, each other in back to backs here and it's going to be in the same city. So for instance, like something that stands out here is yeah, Raptors are going to have Miami twice on October 22nd and October 24th, both in Miami. And then they're going to host Philadelphia on the 26th and then 28th. So I think this is the NBA's way of like eliminating travel from teams and having more of these uh, mini series and obviously focusing more on the rivalries. And I think this is something that they have done with uh, all of the schedules, if I'm not mistaken, across the NBA. So it's going to be very interesting to see how teams adapt to that uh, new format change of all of a sudden now playing the same team twice at the same place. Exactly. And with that October 22nd game, my problem with that one is that's the second night of a back-to-back against the Brooklyn Nets the night before. So you're playing three games in four nights, three games in four nights. I think that's accurate. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so that, that stretch could get really, really tough. Um, and then again, Philly, the homestand against Philly, two games there, uh, reigniting that, I guess, I don't know if it's a rivalry. I guess you could say they've had some decent playoff battles in the past and a rematch of last year's uh, Easter Conference first-round matchup. Moving on to November, it looks like it gets a little bit easier in November. You got at San Antonio and at Dallas to start off again. Two Texas teams in close proximity to each other, trying to eliminate some of that travel. Then you got Chicago twice back-to-back in uh, two nights. First game, November 6th, at home in Toronto, and then November 7th in, uh, in Chicago. Then you have Houston at home. You travel to Oklahoma City, Indiana, and Detroit for a mini road trip. Uh, three games, again, in four nights. And then you come back home for Miami at Atlanta versus the Nets, Dallas, and the Cavs. And then you end up the month against the Pelicans. So definitely an easier November for the Raptors. Um, I guess the biggest takeaway is, man, you're really playing the Heat a lot early on. That's three yeah. times in the three first times first like 25 games I, I think that's just me like it might not even be 25 games it might be less than that um honestly so you're playing the heat a lot i think the heat they're gonna be a playoff team obviously but if you have to face the heat in the playoffs playing them this many times this early in the season could be a bad thing for the raptors because if you're trying to game plan and think of okay hey how do we look back on from the regular season to now what adjustments do we have to make going to the series you're going back to the first 20 games of the season. I don't think that's – while it's helpful if it's one or two games, so you're playing them three times in the first 20 or so, if you have to play the Heat in the first round or in the conference semis or something like that, I think that could be a detriment to both sides, I guess, because it, it works both ways for the Heat as well. Luca, do you agree with that? And outside of that, what's your other big takeaways, if there are any big takeaways from the month of November? Yeah, like, I don't think it necessarily matters, like, how many times you play a team in a certain amount of time. I mean, for the Raptors' sake, it's probably better to get rid of the Heat um, early on, just try to get rid of as many of one of those matchups. But also, uh, looking there, they're going to have, uh, I believe, eight road games. And, uh, yeah, definitely an easier November after they're going to have that battle-tested October so, yeah, you look at uh, the San Antonio matchup. Obviously, San Antonio, they're going to be in full-on rebuild mode. So, that's going to be a favorable matchup. At Dallas, always exciting whenever the Raptors play the Mavs. That's going to be tough. And then the Chicago-Chicago. So, this doesn't make sense to me, Sean. I mean, we're talking about, like, in October. 
playing the same team in the same place. Well, now you're going to have an instance here where you're going to be um, hosting Chicago and then flying to Chicago in a back-to-back. So that's going to be a little bit of an interesting situation. And then you're going to have an easier time. You got Houston, OKC, obviously, you know, a couple of uh, teams that have bright futures, but we don't expect them to be in contention now. And then just looking at the rest of it there, yeah, a lot of winnable matchups for for sure. Indiana, Detroit, Miami again, like we mentioned. You're going to have Atlanta again and then uh, Brooklyn again. So the Raptors are going to be seeing some uh, familiar teams, uh, you know, multiple times in a short period of time. And then Dallas again. And then, yeah, Cleveland and New Orleans. So this is going to be uh, a fairly reasonable November. I could see the Raptors get out of this with a very – solid record and uh this is going to be something uh where yeah we're going to see a lot more of these important eastern conference matchups most notably against miami you have cleveland again and then chicago twice who the raptors did have success against last season yeah personally i feel like it would make more sense and maybe this may be biased to try to help the raptors out any way i can have the first chicago game be the road game so you're traveling back Instead of, you know what I'm trying to say, like, instead of you leave Dallas to go home and then you go the next night to go to Chicago, then you go, you come back to host Houston, flip that, you leave Dallas, you come back home, you stay for a couple extra nights, you play Houston, then you bounce to Oklahoma. I I think that makes a little bit more sense. I'm not a schedule maker, obviously, but uh, (laughs) trying to help the Raptors out, I suppose. Uh, So pardon me for the bias. Uh, moving on to December, it does get a little bit tougher. Just look at this at face value. You play Brooklyn, what's that, the third time? And again, yeah. this this Brooklyn game is either really, really tough or it's, you know, a game where they should be able to win. It just, it really does depend on what this Brooklyn team looks like. They face Orlando. You got a mini homestand. You face Orlando. They face Boston and they face the Lakers. You have Orlando twice in Orlando going on what we've been saying. Then you have Sacramento, Brooklyn, Golden State. Then you have a, another mini road trip at Philadelphia, at New York, at Cleveland. And then you end out the month. You end out 2022 at home against the Clippers, the Grizzlies, and the Suns. Oh, man. December eight, <laughs> December 16th on is a gauntlet for the Raptors. Um, start off from the top. I think the biggest takeaway from this month is – a lot of these teams, or at least a few of these teams, there's just so much to be determined about some of these teams. Like Brooklyn, we have no clue what they're going to look like at all. Um, that Lakers team, we have no clue what they're going to look like at all either. Uh, they played the Lakers well last season. They beat the crap out of them in L.A. They lost one in Toronto, but they really should have won that game. I forget who had the turnover when uh, Russ got the steal and wound up hitting the three, but they should have won that game at home. Yeah. They wound up losing. Um Orlando twice, Sacramento. So you got some easy wins to start, winnable games. I'll just say that to start off the month. And then, man, that back half is just a gauntlet. Brooklyn again. We don't know about them yet. You might be done with Brooklyn after this. I think this is four already. Um, so you get Brooklyn out of the way. You got Golden State, Philly, New York, Cleveland, the Grizzlies, the Clippers, and then you end off with Phoenix. That New York team. We have no clue what they're gonna look like. Do they get Donovan Mitchell? They're the same team. Um, so I think that's the biggest takeaway for me personally, Luca, outside of that second half, just being a goblin in general. Yeah, that's a good point about like how you're not going to know how certain teams are going to look. You mentioned Brooklyn. That's going to be the biggest wild card. Another team that I see there, uh, Sacramento, that could be a team that 
could make a leap. I know we've been waiting for a while. It's been, what, since 06, since the Kings last made the playoffs. But I think they're going to be a lot better this season. I mean, outside of playing Orlando, actually three times, Sean, from December 3rd to December 11th, which is nuts. I think it's safe to say the Raptors are going to have a pretty tough, you know, uh, October, November, and December. First part of the schedule, all things considered. Because you look at this December, outside of hopefully what will be those three easy wins against Orlando, um, you know, you have favorable matchups against teams like Sacramento, New York. You're going to be playing some pretty tough teams. And I guess I'll say favorable matchup against the Lakers too, because like you said, you don't know how the Lakers are going to look. But hey, man, as long as uh, LBJ, who just signed the extension, Anthony Davis and company are healthy and, and maybe Russ looks better. I, I know Lakers fans are hoping he does. Like that's going to be a tough matchup. So yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to close out 2022 with all of these uh, tough matchups. And then uh, obviously you got Cleveland there, LA and Memphis. So those are three tough games, LA and Memphis in particular to close out the year. I think that's the final game of December, right? Yeah. So it's, um, it's going to be tough. I, I think this, this first part of the schedule and to close out 2022, the Raptors are really going to have to be on their A game and uh, they're really going to have to make sure they take care of business. Actually, they got Phoenix there too. Wow, that is tough. They're, they're going to have to take care of business against these teams that they should beat on paper because if they don't take care of business against those teams that are deemed uh, winnable games, Raptors could be in a little bit of trouble as, yeah, like this is uh, going to be a major tough stretch for them and that gauntlet, like you said, no joke. Yeah, and trust me, I know everything about not uh, winning your winnable games because that was the Lakers' fault last season, just not able to take those wins that the NBA gives to you. Moving on to the month of January, let's see if things can ease up on the Raptors. You kick things off with, for the most part, a big homestand. Um, from December 30th to January 14th, so a two-week stretch, actually a little bit more than two weeks, the Raptors play one road game as January 2nd against the Pacers. Then you had the Bucks, the Knicks, the Blazers, Charlotte, Charlotte again at home, and again, Atlanta at home. Again, that might be the third time we've mentioned Atlanta already. By the way, Milwaukee, January 4th. I believe that is the first pro, uh, nationally televised game. Let's say, oh, the Clippers. But, I mean, that's NBA TV. So, I mean. Yeah, I think the Raptors so, have uh, a few of these national uh, national televised games. They need more, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need more. Like, come on, dude. Like, the, yeah, that, that's another time for me another time. But you got a big homestand to kick off the month. You got a mini road trip. You got New York, Milwaukee, and Minnesota. Then you come back home for Boston and New York. Man, the New York to, to start off the, the year. And then you go on a massive West Coast trip. You got... Uh, Sacramento, Golden State, Portland, and Phoenix. I'm going to go a little bit into February. And then Utah, Houston, and Memphis. That's all the way into February to end the month of January. And to kick off February, you have a, what's that, a seven-game road trip? Eight-game road trip? Eight-game West. No, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, I can count. A seven-game West Coast trip to end the month of January and to start off the month of February Luca, what's your biggest takeaway from the month of January for the Raptors schedule? So we could see deja vu all over again, because this is reminding me of uh, the Raptors, how they started uh, this year when uh, they had a massive turnaround to their season in January. And then they had so much success on their West Coast trip, which they would get into here later on in the month going into February. I'm predicting a winning streak, Sean. I'm predicting that... Uh, 
the Raptors are going to uh, have a successful start to this month of January. I could see them go on a bit of a win streak as they're going to be taking on Indiana. Milwaukee taking on them for the first time. I could see them win that matchup. And then you've got favorable matchups. New York, Portland, Charlotte, they're better than. Uh, Atlanta, I think Atlanta and the Raptors are going to trade some wins in their uh, in their series. Um, and then you got Milwaukee again on the road. That's going to be a little bit more tougher. And Minnesota, they're going to be much better, obviously, Boston, New York. So, yeah, before they enter that West Coast trip, I could see the Raptors go on a bit of a, of, of a win streak. And I think uh, they could definitely take care of business against some of those winnable matchups that I just mentioned. And then going to the West Coast trip, I mean, I'm not really afraid of the Raptors going on the road. I mean, we saw last season this team played their best basketball at times when their back was up against the wall in the face of adversity on the road on the West Coast. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter who they go up against. I think uh, they will generally have a tough time as you look at, you know, the West Coast trip. Sacramento, winnable game. Golden State's going to be tough. Portland's winnable. Phoenix is winnable because they won their last time. Uh, Utah isn't scary anymore because they're obviously going to take a step back. Houston, that's not scaring anybody. And then uh, Memphis, I think that's another winnable matchup. So Raptors could survive this West coast trip and leading up to that, I think they're going to have uh, some momentum as I predicted a win streak in their back pocket. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I, I, I want to touch on the homestand a little bit to go back to that from, or even a little bit before that, honestly, from December 30th against Phoenix until January 14th, I think they can win every single game. Not saying they will, but to go on with your winning streak point, I really do think that, man, like Phoenix and Milwaukee are literally two games, so I'm like, eh, okay, they might lose those games, but, and oh crap, wait, you could even start this a little bit before Jan- December 27th until January 14th. So now we're almost talking three weeks. We have one road game. I think they're going to need to go on a winning streak, Luca, to kind of balance out and to help them out in case they get off to a rough start. And if they don't get off to a rough start, hell, still get it on a nice winning streak here and just add on to that. And so you can comfortably go over that disrespectful 40 half, 45 and a half uh, over under set by Vegas. Um, I, 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 I agree with the rest of your take on that on the month of January and to start off the month of February. Uh, the West Coast trip doesn't scare me too, too much. Golden State's the one I'm like, yeesh. Um, but I don't think it's crazy to say they'll split Golden State. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it looks tough, and it is tough, 
But I think the Raptors will manage. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll manage. Um, going into the month of February, so we started off a little bit already at Utah, at Houston, at Memphis to finish your West Coast trip. Well, Memphis, you're back on the East Coast for that, technically. Um, you go to San Antonio, you host San Antonio, you host Utah, you host Detroit, you host Orlando. And after the All-Star break, you host the Pelicans. Then the end of February, you got Detroit, Cleveland, and you come back home to host the Bulls. Uh, Luca, not much to talk about here in the month of February, but any takeaways you really have? Just, uh, I would say a favorable month, all things considered. I mean, you mentioned some of those teams, as you can see on your screen there. I mean, winnable matchups. Oh, actually, I don't want to say winnable matchups against Detroit because for whatever reason, Sean, the Pistons have the Raptors damn number. So you know what? That actually scares me having Detroit twice in uh, in that, uh, that two-week stretch, it looks like. But at least they're going to have Orlando. At least, yeah, Detroit is still a winnable matchup for sure. Um, Cleveland, Chicago. New Orleans, I do think they're going to take a step in the right direction. They're going to take a leap. That is New Orleans. But uh, you have Utah again, San Antonio again, two teams that are going to take a step back, possibly even the Jazz along with the Spurs totally rebuilding as everybody's going to try to tank for uh, Victor uh, Wabanyema. And by this point, the tank for Victor is going to be crazy uh, as teams are going to completely fall out of uh, playoff races and whatnot. So, yeah, I think uh, all things considered – the rest of February is going to be a very lenient for the Toronto Raptors, and they can definitely make up some ground in the standings wherever they're at at this point. Yeah, and, and while you're talking, I'm like, yeah, man, like this is a really generous. I've been, and by the way, I'm reacting with you guys. I have now looked at the schedule prior to the recording. I wanted to keep it fresh and have a real authentic reaction. Man, this month of February is pretty light and generous. It almost has me thinking the month of March is going to be another gauntlet before. You uh, wrap up this season. Let's see if I'm right. March got a ooh another road trip. You got Washington, uh, the little two game mini series against Washington, both in Washington. Then you go to Denver. Then you go to L.A. And you stay in L.A. to play the Clippers and then the Lakers. Um, of course, this one you get your national TV games. Uh, sorry, side note there. Then you come back home to face the Denver Nuggets. They face the Thunder. They face. The Minnesota Timberwolves at home. They go on the road to Milwaukee. Then back home for Indiana, Detroit, Washington, Miami. And then you end the month against Philly. Um, I guess I was wrong. I mean, there's some tough games in this month. But there's a handful of winnable games as well. Washington, back-to-back. So, like, two night, two games and three nights. Those are tricky. I think what we'll notice is we'll find a lot of times this season, Luca, in my opinion. Very rarely, I could be wrong. Very rarely, we'll see a team win both of those in the two in on a back to back. You're playing the same team two nights in a row or two nights in uh, two games to three nights. I think very rarely we'll see a team get both of them. But nonetheless, these should be winnable games. Denver's gonna be yeah. tough. That that West Coast trip's gonna be tough in general. Denver and both LA teams. Um, Denver at home's gonna be tough, but like Oklahoma City, Indiana. I know you mentioned Detroit. Um, Washington again. So I think there's the a handful of winnable games in this month. And well and with Philly. But there's a handful of winnable games in this month where the tough games like, okay, let's just take care of business with the winnable games we got and then try to squeeze out a couple of these tougher games. But uh that's my takeaway. Luca, yeah. do you agree with that or what are your thoughts on this month? Yeah, I think I'm just going to disagree with the Washington thing. I think the Raptors can win both those games. I know it is tough, though, whenever you got to play 
the same team twice in three nights. But I think the Raptors could get that done. Um, but then other than um, that stretch there um, that you mentioned of, uh, what is it, Denver, Clippers, Lakers, Denver again, like very reasonable. I think that's going to obviously be the toughest stretch in this month. Um, OKC, obviously winnable. Uh, Minnesota, Milwaukee, that's going to be a tough back-to-back uh, -to -back it looks like. as uh, Yeah, that's going to be uh, very tough for the Raptors. But then outside of that, some more favorable matchups. You're going to have Washington again. So you're actually playing Washington three times in the month. That's crazy. And then uh, you're going to play Miami for the final time and then Philadelphia again. So yeah, the Raptors are definitely going to have to take care of business against Washington in this month as they're going to be taking on uh, Washington three times and uh, going to be taking on some pretty tough Western Conference opponents along with Miami and Philly at the end of the month. That's going to be tough as well. But overall, I think the Raptors can survive this month with still uh, a very uh, generous record. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll take my chances against uh, possibly beating Washington two out of the three times. I'll take that. Guys, don't slander me. I'm not trying to say the Raptors are worse than the Wizards. Don't slander me, guys. Um, all right, let's wrap up this season to end off. We had a little bit of a road trip, but again, it's the home and it's the mini series stuff. You got two games at Charlotte, two games at Boston and Milwaukee to end off the season. I think those Boston games, I think are going to actually be really important for playoff seeding. Um, yeah. So I don't, I think we'll be seeing Boston roll up their big, their regular starting five, same with the Raptors. Um, if there is a game where you do rest some guys, it's Sunday against the Bucks at a one o'clock game. Maybe you rest guys for that one. If you know you're allowed, if you're able to, not if you're allowed to, but if you're able to. Um, but yeah, nothing too much on the month of April. You got two really, really winnable games with Charlotte and then try to get at least one against Boston. I think that's and that's I think what I meant. Or maybe I'm talking about more of the good teams. Like you got the home and home against Boston, not the home and home. You got the series, many series against Boston. Yeah. You got one against Chicago at the beginning of the year. I think you got one against Philly, maybe. I know it's uh Miami. Chicago, Washington, Boston. Um, so I think, especially with the better teams, I think you got to at least split. You got to win one of those. Um, kind of like, yeah. a, I don't know if you're a baseball guy, Luca, but like in a baseball series, if it's a four game set, try to win two. Um, so exactly. two gamer, got to win at least one. If you win two, that's great, but definitely got to win at least one. Um, any closing thoughts on the schedule or the month of April in general, Luca? Well, first thing, I, I like what you said there about baseball because uh, it doesn't resemble it, obviously, to a T. But you almost get that feel with seeing some of these, uh, whether it's playing the same team twice at their building or a mixture of both in these miniseries, if you will. Because you can look at it where it's like, okay, we got this team three times, for instance, like the Wizards uh, in the month of March. Let, let's take two of three, or if not that, let's sweep them. And I like how... Yeah, based on what we've seen, like the Raptors are going to be taking on the same team pretty frequently in a short period of time. I actually like that component to the schedule. Um, so I, I think that will favor the Raptors. Um, another takeaway here, I think in the last like three weeks, I want to call it, the Raptors only have one back-to-back, -back, which is the April 4th uh, Charlotte game into the April 5th Boston game, which is actually great because as you wind down, and uh, get closer to the postseason. You want, obviously, guys well-rested. You want them to be their best. You don't want any injuries. So not burning them out and, and having that extra time off in between games is going to be very useful. And then the last thing I, I want to mention is something that you touched on as well. 
yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of jostling for position in the Eastern Conference, especially since I kind of mapped it out in my head. I haven't written it down. We'll go more in detail about like our rankings in the East, but you look at teams like Boston, Milwaukee, presumably like I would assume those teams are going to be at the top of the East, but then you're going to have teams like Philly, Miami. Maybe those are the teams who the Raptors are trying to leapfrog in terms of getting a higher seed and getting home court advantage in a potential first round playoff series. So going back to March 28th when they play Miami and then you're going to have Philly. So yeah, there's going to be some very interesting games here to close up the season. And then the at Charlotte at Charlotte, don't take that easily because I think the Hornets are going to be much better than they were a season ago, but still I like the Raptors chances winning those games. So yeah, outside of at Boston at Boston, I uh, like the Raptors uh, odds of closing out the season on a high note. And, Again, that, that game on Sunday against Milwaukee, number one, the Raptors have proven to have the Bucks number. And number two, like you said, it's probably going to mean nothing. And that's probably going to be a game where uh, both starters are rested. So, yeah, no, I think the Raptors can close out the season uh, strong. And uh, those could be some uh, key wins that uh, bolster them up the standings, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm in 100% agreement there with you. I think you're actually a little bit higher in the Hornets team than I am, but I kind of understand you're really – uh, projecting LaMelo Ball to have a better Caesar and taking that next step. Neither here nor there. I think LaMelo's overrated, actually, but that's a topic for another day. Um, <laughs> but any overarching thoughts on the schedule as a whole? Do you think, how, how do you think the NBA gave the Raptors their schedule? Do you think it's a fair schedule? Do you think it's, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts in general? I think it's a well balanced schedule that yeah. you sprinkle in some very winnable games at the right time. So it's not like, you know, you get two months to start off the season with just easy games or games you should win. And then the last three or four months of the season, you're play, you're facing only playoff teams. It's not like that, which is a good thing. Um, outside of really that gauntlet to start off the season. And there's another one, but even out, I don't even think that second one is that, that bad. So you got this one to start off the season, month of October, it's going to be tough, but like you mentioned, Luca, they're going to be battle-tested, which I guess is a really good thing. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find – where's the second gauntlet at? You remember where we were talking about that? Oh, it was this one to end December. That's, here we yeah. Are. Yeah, uh, those are the two toughest stretches, I think, in hindsight of the entire uh, schedule. And uh, if you if you look at both of those, that's in the, uh, the beginning of the season to close out 2022. So I actually think the latter part of the schedule is fairly reasonable. So, yeah, I mean – it's pretty well balanced, all things considered. And again, we look at those first seven games as being like, oh no, how could like the NBA do that? But at the same time, it could work to the Raptors' advantage because they will be possibly in midseason form after those seven games are done, Sean, because they're going to be going up against some of the cream of the crop or maybe Brooklyn is not, but who knows? Maybe they could, <laughs> but they'll be going up against some of the best teams early on or some of the best teams in the East early on. So that'll definitely get them in the right mindset going on uh, with the rest of the uh, the schedule into November. Yeah, and then we were nervous about that opening stretch, but let's be realistic here. What's that? Eight games, seven games to start the season. Worst case scenario, the Raptors go, what, three and four. Like, it's not like the Raptors are, are going one and six or yeah. two and five. Like, worst case, you're probably – I think you're beating Cleveland, Brooklyn's TBD. You're not losing to Philly twice pick like and then i didn't even mention atlanta which i think you're better than so worst case scenario you go three and four in this stretch um yeah i think they're a very this is a very reasonable schedule 
I'm gonna have to get used to the mini series stuff because I, I already know I'm gonna get a little annoyed by that. But um, I kind of like it now. It. Like I don't even know at the beginning of this podcast if I was like not in favor for it, but like as we're going on with the show, I'm actually liking these mini series, and I like how you made that correlation to baseball because it kind of feels like that where you're gonna be playing a lot of the same teams um, in a short stretch. So yeah, we'll we'll give it a we'll give it a chance because I think the NBA is incorporating that. Like I said at the start of the show, not only for the Raptors schedule, obviously, but a lot of the the other teams, if not every other team, I think the Lakers schedule had a lot of mini series as well. So, yeah, they're they're trying something new, and we'll see if less travel results in uh, less injury, less fatigue, and just better basketball. So, if that's the case, Adam Silver, I'll shut up and uh, you pull <laughs> me over. I should just trust Adam Silver. You know what? Adam Silver's done enough to earn my trust. I should uh, not question the man. But Raptors Nation, comment down below. What do you guys think about the schedule? Do you think this is a reasonable schedule? And if so, why did Vegas – I'm still puzzled why Vegas had the over-under at 45 and a half. But comment down below. And as always, subscribe right here to Raptors Nation YouTube channel. Ring that post notification bell as well. If you're listening to this on podcasting platforms, please do give us a five-star rating and review. It's the easiest way to help out the podcast. Sean Davis here, Luca Rosano. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.